0: hello everybody I am so excited to have you here today okay so this is episode two of lunch with Lindsay but this time I get to bring you into my space right so last time it was so much fun to go down and hang out with Eric Church and Chase Elliott this time this is our Kentucky Derby episode and how strange is it that I have barn doors that lead into my office but I can't wait to show you my space and also one of my favorite people in the world, my friend Jenny, is gonna come join me for lunch, so come on in. So this is my space. I'm gonna show you um, all the things that I love that make it feel comfy, but um, one of the things is, Jenny, I'm gonna offer her for lunch a bunch of different like soda choices because what you would not know about my friend is that she has um, she has an issue. She drinks like nine Diet Cokes a day, and she has recently tried to wean herself off. I'm so proud of her, but so I want to see what she's actually into now. But anyway, we're going to have so much fun. This is all about the Kentucky Derby. I know I've told you guys that I'm working with America's Best Racing to go to the Derby and to bring you all along on my journey as the owner of a racehorse. I can't wait to get started, and this is all about what we're going to experience over the course of the Derby weekend. Let's get to it.
1: Ah, uh, you're here! Hi! <laughs> hey. How are you? You think it's so weird that oh you've here so many times what? and not in your office? I yes, like, I do.
0: Hi. Oh my god, you're so sweet. What is this for? You're so nice. Thank you. I know you've never been in here. Come on, come on, sit over. We're
1: talking
0: Derby. We're talking Derby. So uh, I hope you like food because I. So I just didn't even know. I got a bunch of stuff. Some stuff is like Derby related, but some is not. But I'm so excited to see you. How are you? Excited to see you. All right. So here's some backstory. So Jenny and I met each other in our daughter's preschool classroom. Jenny had just moved here from LA. We met like back by the kitchen and the baby dolls, and I thought you were so awesome and. Anyway, flash forward to our daughters becoming such good friends and um, they they actually did horse camp together two summers ago, right? And what was awesome was I was so excited because I've always been super interested in horse racing and being around horses. My daughter, Sibby, was really into it. What I did not know at the point of time where we started this camp was that you were a competitive horseback rider. So it was like this entire world that you exposed me to that I had no idea that meant that like... My poor daughter came out of that camp scared of horses. And she liked it, but, like, your daughter was Zooming.
1: Well, it was your idea. You pitched it to me.
0: Not knowing that you had, like, an Olympic background. A
1: very long time ago. A very (laughs) long, like, another lifetime ago. But, yes. Yes, and so you got us really into it, and then Sibby decided she didn't like it, and you bailed.
0: Well, well, because she, like, was crying. You're still there. Right, we're still there. I love it. So, wait, so...
1: I don't know anyone there. I don't have any friends. I'm going to myself, just did know.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so first of all, serve yourself. So this is some of this, like, you know, fried chicken is a derby thing. Um, so are deviled eggs, but these are eggs in a salad that I just found. And then the desserts, I found this, like, banana cream pie and different treats. And I, I love snacks.
1: Did you know you that lo- during the derby day they eat 142,000 hot dogs on that day?
0: No, seriously? Um, at, at Churchill Downs? thousand
1: hot dogs. So hot dogs is the thing.
0: So why is it hot dogs?
1: And 30 cookies. Who does that? Cookies.
0: <laughs> what kind of cookies? Because it's also like Derby Pie and whatchamacallit, like the banana pudding and stuff, the mint juleps.
1: Those are like fun facts that no one knows.
0: I love that. Yeah. And did you know that at the Derby um, that they measure horses by hands? I did not know that. Did you know that? Well
1: that's not so, just at the Derby, that's
0: it's all oh it's always. Yeah. So my our horse, Jace's Road, is 16.2 hands high. Yeah.
1: Real hands. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like but like adult hands. Yeah. Not child hands, adult hands. No, not baby hands. Yeah. But um I lo- it's so fun, like learning about him. How'd you get your start in the horse thing?
1: oh my god it's a really funny story um but quick story my dad um took me to a business i didn't want to go to school one day i was 10 and i didn't want to go to school and my mom was like you have to go to school and so my dad was like oh, i'll bring her and um he put me in the back of the car and he was like you don't want to go to school and i said no he was like you have to go to the meeting with me and so i went we were pulling in the driveway and the meeting that he happened to have was at a farm so we pulled into the farm and i remember being like oh my god so beautiful here and he met a bunch of people in the driveway and i remember him turning around and saying to me do not do anything stupid and at the time i remember thinking like really stupid like (laughs) 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 and he disappeared inside and i went into the barn and there were all these like lovely people and they were taking care of all these horses and this woman like sort of took my hand and showed me around and really brought me to this one stall where there was this little horse who had recently become an orphan. And his mom had passed away like three days earlier and they were feeding him with a bottle. And oh my God, I was devastated. I sat in there and I was like crying because of the
0: the loss. Because you were yeah, like emotionally, I just felt so
1: sad that it had no mom, and I was crying. And so my dad came down from the meeting, and they had at that point like showed me how to feed the horse. With at the that bottle. point,
0: you're like on the saddle and you're and riding around the
1: corral. I was like so. <laughs> so my dad's like, "Our we and We Got in the car and I cried like all the way home. Forty five minutes.
0: Were you crying and, like, about the the horse without the mom, or were yeah. you crying because you didn't want to leave?
1: Oh. Like, the horse, I like, didn't, oh I just it, it doesn't have a mom. It doesn't have a mom. And so the following night, we were all in the car. Apparently, my mom tells a story of bringing my brother to hockey practice. And my dad just, like, casually turned down, you know, like, Neil Diamond on the radio, like, driving, like, the diesel Mercedes, you know, like. Yeah. And was like, um, I bought Jenny a horse today. And my mom was like, excuse me. <laughs> he was like, you know, that horse she was really upset about. I bought it.
0: That horse,
1: yeah, and so my mom was like, Phil, what are we gonna do with that horse? And he was like, I'm gonna build her a farm. What? And she was like, said a lot of words that you know are like not, you know, not fair to say out loud. And then, um, he did, he um, <laughs> he built a farm. And he we named the horse, J-E, the horse's name was Jesk. So it was J-E for Jenny, S for Scott, and K for Carrie, who are my siblings.
0: Jesk. And wow. he built us a
1: farm, and it was Jesk Arabians. And I became a horse rider. And he built this huge farm in Woodbridge, and we had like 22 Arabian horses. And that is literally how my career started, was I skipped school and fell in love with this orphan horse, and that was it.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. <laughs> I So then you know a lot about... First of all, Jenny's a stylist, um, like uber stylist, has sent me to high, like, like big functions um, with boxes of dresses that you're like, she's amazing. She dressed Martha Stewart, Travis Kelsey, a million other people, right? But um, the horse thing, you know a lot like about the actual ins and outs. Like I didn't realize that horses, like a lot of them have a favorite snack. Someone told me a lot of them like Guinness. They love peppermints, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: What is, else? Um, my horse that I had growing up used to love the um, creamsicle popsicles. Oh, I love those. My horse, Mariah, I would come home from school and he would always, I always had in the freezer by his stall creamsicle popsicles. Um, mm. Jess always loved hamburgers. Um, my mom had a horse who loved York peppermint patties. Mm. Um but they That's do, my they favorite love thing. like, you know, I like multiple times when I was a kid, you know, like 13, 14 years old, because I would train before school and I would train after school. And always after school, I would bring Mariah, who was my horse that I was training with, into the kitchen and always ask my mom if Mariah could eat dinner with us. And my mom would always like throw a cutlet across that, the kitchen. he can have a cutlet, and <laughs> take him back to the barn, Jenny. Like, get him out of here, we just did the floors. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: I love that. And when you talked about peppermint patties, um, so Jenny's the only person that has pulled off like a monstrous surprise party that she threw me for my birthday. In this outfit. In this outfit. And she had, what was it? You had an entire L that was covered in York peppermint patties. Yeah. I was it was the best. It was, it was so, so bad. good. It looked like a kindergartner made it. It was perfect. They didn't last long because we all, me and my kids, complete and Melvin, like just tore through it. It was amazing. I can't amazing. believe
1: that. I did it with hot glue. You, right. you guys are not in the hospital. The amount
0: of time. Well, yeah. yes. Um, OK, horses. So tell me something about, like, what what is the derby to you? What's the?
1: Oh, my god. There's so much history behind the derby. Everything, like the fashion, the horses, mm-hmm. the jockeys, the outfits, the, I mean, everything. There's so many fun facts. There's like, it's so encompassing, everything about it. The track the day. Um, there's funny facts, there's obviously so many historical facts and um, so much history behind every aspect of it that there's nothing like it in the world. I mean, if you get a chance to even experience it once, it's, a, it's an event that, you know, I mean, no matter where you're sitting, no matter where you are, how you're getting there even if you can just hear it it's an event that you can you feel it in your soul right like it's yeah. it's a moment that you that you don't forget you you feel it you know if you if you care which i feel like even if you don't care you still it's it's a moment in time that not everybody you know gets that moment and it is genuinely something that you can you can feel the pitter patter you can hear the excitement you can smell the horses you can smell the food like the yeah. excitement it's just so encompassing to every sense you have
0: that's what i always say about racing like motorsports just because that's where my experience has been it's like that all every of every one of your senses is activated yeah which is awesome all right you need to eat in the meantime One of the people that I had a chance to talk to was the owner of the horse, Forte, who is the favorite for this Kentucky Derby. So I'm really excited to be embarking on the ownership stake that I have in Jace's Road. Jace's Road, we weren't sure if the horse was going to make the Derby, but he made the Derby, which is amazing, and it's going to be such a cool way to follow it. But Forte is the one everybody has their eyes on. Mike Rapoli is. A super businessman and he has a million jobs he has zero time but he did find time to talk about what this week was like for him and also like his thoughts heading into this race I have a million things I want to ask you Mike Rapoli I think that you must be the busiest person on the planet and now I'm starting to realize that it's not even like this week it's just probably all the time right like where are you right now and what's
2: going on in your world um, well, I'm, I'm in my house in Windermere, Florida. And, um, yesterday I couldn't do this because I had a huge meeting at 2:15. I was the mystery reader at my daughter's class. Um, see, so, so you understand
0: that's amazing.
2: So, you know, uh, I work 18 hour days, but in between I go for my 45 minute walk in the morning to get my mind going. And, uh, I, uh, throw in my mystery reader days with my joya, who's my, uh, who's a first grader. And, uh, and uh, I, I read two books to them: uh, "Dream Big" and "Be You." And uh, I actually put King Mike on the guest list because that's what the kids call me, King Mike. And I accept it and I, I I let them know you should also let your parents call me King Mike. I'm okay with that. I tell them. <laughs> Wait, how how was
0: the response to your reading?
2: You know, I, I go to Joy's class a lot, and I, you know, I'm always bringing in snacks, or I tell them that, uh, you know, it's going to be. Uh, you know, no school tomorrow, and it's a Thursday, so there is school. So I rile the kids up. So the two teachers are not really; they're more concerned about me as a father uh, than my daughter as a student. But uh, I really enjoy the kids, and uh, you know, I, I go in and and uh, and uh, it was fun. I mean, it was a great reaction. I have a great video when my friends took it as I came in, and the kids are just—they're just great. I mean, it's—I uh, really, really just enjoy it. I mean, being an older parent you know, and having a seven-year-old girl, I mean, it's its its a blessing. It really is.
0: I So I uh, spent time, I'm my daughter's Girl Scout troop leader. She's a Daisy. She's in kindergarten. And so we actually are doing a full Kentucky Derby themed meeting because I want to get them involved because I love how everyone I meet in horse racing, and I'm new to it, but I've loved it for a long time because my dad was a journalist who covered horse racing. And I've always learned it by osmosis a little bit through him, but I love the idea of getting kids into it at an early age and just explaining what is so cool. So from your standpoint, as the owner of Forte, the favorite in this Kentucky Derby, how would you describe to kids what that experience is like?
2: You know, listen, um, it's, it's an unbelievable experience. Um, the part that people have to understand is The pressure of owning a horse like Forte. You know, everybody, who wouldn't want to have the Derby favorite? And trust me, when they're at the gate uh, on that uh, 645 on Saturday, I'll be very happy. But, you know, every morning today, the track was sloppy. He galloped well. Tomorrow, he's working with a horse that I also own, Bright Future. And, you know, uh, horses get fevers and horses get sick. And, you know, the one thing about the Derby, Lindsay, is... It's for three-year-old's Colts on the first Saturday of May. And you can only be a three-year-old Colt on the first Saturday of May, one time in your life. And, you know, I started this game with my first Kentucky Derby horse being the favorite, and he was scratched the day before. And, um, you know, the experience was humbling. But what I said that day was if I can uh, get over that part of scratching the Kentucky Derby favorite – can't be any more tougher than what I'm going through, you know, back in 2011. So I come back, 12, 13 years later, 12 years later, with the Kentucky Derby favorite. But, you know, the excitement level from one to ten um, is uh, 11, and the anxious level from one to ten is of 12. And uh, you know, you're kind of balancing those, the excitement with the anxious, and uh, you know, you loving sports so much. Uh, I read one time, Bryce off threw up before every game, and then went out and threw four touchdown passes. I'm in the throwing up stage right now. Are so, you, uh, do,
0: well, so do you actually do that? I mean, is there a ritual that you have or?
2: No, it's not a ritual. It's just it's just about, you know, I'm blessed because once the races are that day, um, you know, I'm surrounded by, this, this time it's gonna be 65 friends and family. You know, my 83 year old dad, my 70 year old mom, my wife of 20 years, my seven-year-old daughter Joya, my childhood friends. I mean, who would have thought? You know, you know, kid from Queens. My dad was a waiter. My mom was a seamstress. So uh, not really a uh, blue-blood uh, <laughs> breeding for uh, for thoroughbred ownership. But uh, you know, turned out. Look where we're at. So what? What
0: was it that sparked the interest in you in horse racing to begin with?
2: You know, I just love. I'm a competitor, and uh, you know, whether it's playing sports or you know, playing real life business or, you know, as a kid, I used to, I used to love going to the track and sometimes on school days and sometimes not on school days, but that's another story. And I was 13, 14, 15, and I really fell in love with handicapping, like trying to figure out, you know, the variables of, you know, short to long, dirt to turf, dry track, muddy, soft turf, hard turf trainer changes, jockey changes, and all these variables. And I said, listen, I I honestly believe it made me a a better entrepreneur, because um, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you have these businesses, whether it's ops, or finance, or sales, or marketing, or HR, you deal with so many different issues, and you have to almost be one or two steps ahead of it. And uh, that's what handicapping was. I mean, some people do the New York Times puzzle, and I handicap my horse races. (sighs)
0: So what what will it be like when you're there do you expect
2: um that day?
0: And actually the night before. I mean, is there a specific way that you will spend the night before the derby?
2: You know, listen, we we I, you know between my wife Maria and my assistant Erin and uh you know Danielle who works for the stable, you know, there's a lot of work, you know, you you basically you got a sixty-five you know four day weekend people come in Thursday they check into the hotel we have a dinner on Thursday night at, you know we go to the track Friday morning we have gambling girl in the oaks uh i don't know i don't think anyone has a horse in the oaks and and the derby um to have a horse in the oaks and the derby is amazing then we go to dinner after the oaks and then the next day we go to the track and we have the derby and then we have a you know we you know listen we have a celebration on Saturday night um uh, you know, if we lose, it's just for life. And if we win, it's for life and oh, winning the Kentucky Derby. But, you know, listen, I'm so blessed. And, you know, it's, it, I've been doing this for 15 years at a high level. And, you know, it's not my first Kentucky Derby. I'm proud to say I'm 0 for 7. Um, but you know what? You know, it's, it's you know, it's like in, in sports, college basketball, if you make the Final Four, only one team of the 64 can win. You make the tournament. You get to the Final Four. You want to win one one day. But, you know... If you get to 25 of them and you win none, you got 25 great experiences that you got. There.
0: I have to tell you, I, I oftentimes say the stories that I follow of the teams that make it to the Super Bowl, the teams that win the AFC Championship game or the NFC Championship game, or to your to your point, the teams that win the Final Four, those are the ones that I, I actually just got chills as I said that because I feel like that is almost just enough, if not maybe sometimes better, because you're earning that experience. And you can always say that you went there. It also, I'm a sports crier. I try not to, but like there, there was one experience with the final four when I covered George Mason back in the early two thousands. And I mean, I remember that moment, like it was yesterday. I was watching the, um, one of the stars of the team and he and his dad were crying under the basket saying final four, final four, just because they made it. And, um, that's so great. So how will you handle that morning? Like what will, what will it look like for you? Do you have a specific routine that you'll follow yeah, to just.
2: You know, I mean, honestly having, having joy is one of the greatest blessings in the world. I mean, you know, she's uh she went to her first derby when she was 11 months old because she was born in June. And that year we had at work in 2016. So I, I would say it took me 45 years to get to my first derby and uh, and it took her 11 months. And by the way, she just walked in from her school. I love uh, it. I hear her. Excuse me, Joya. I'm on the Zoom doing it. Uh, this is what happened. See? So now that I'm talking about her, how can you worry about your horse when, when she comes over? I have no idea what she's going to come over and tell me what this is about. But for her, this is a lot more important than what he call? What do you got? Can I Joy, say hello? Oh, my God. Say hello Joy, what is Oops, that? So what you she lost a tooth today. You lost your oh tooth? Which tooth gosh, was it? So, oh my I'm goodness! So oh my That's great. I love tell it.
3: Lindsay,
2: oh, uh, tell Lindsay why I don't like you losing teeth. Tell her.
1: Because I'm growing
2: up. She's growing up. I mean, keep those teeth in your mouth and stop. I, I, you can't lose your baby teeth. It's got to stop. Well,
0: just you can just glue it back in. Your dad can just glue it back that. in your mouth. And then You're she's fine.
2: getting so tall. Look how tall, tall you are.
0: Joy, how old? You're you're seven. You're seven. How many teeth have you? you lost? Seven. Okay. How many teeth have you lost? Six. Six. Yes. I love that. Six. So that, that means that you're gonna get a special, a little special something,
2: right? I don't know. Are you good? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Bye, daddy. Okay, but what about Lindsay? That's not Lindsay. So who's gonna win the Kentucky Derby? Daddy. But which horse? Forte. Forte. Wow. Right? Joy, I can't okay, wait nice.
0: to see you there. I can't wait to hopefully Lindsay, meet you at the Derby. Hi okay?
2: Lindsay. Hi Joy.
0: Um, tell me, Mike, tell me about Forte. Tell me. One thing I have a question about is do you get the sense that Forte gets the sense that that the big races
2: are happening? Oh hi Reagan, how are you? Lindsay, this is Joyous friend Reagan, right? Hi Reagan, oh. how are you? Okay. All right, you guys have a great play date. Have fun.
0: Bye. Shut the door, I love you. Oh, that's amazing. That's a real Shut fatherhood them. right there.
2: Well done. <laughs> you, know, you know, honestly, how do you, how do you just, when you, when, you know, losing a horse race with Joya at my side, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I say to my friends, they say, I, I got a little mellow. I say, let's just go for ice cream. You know, let's just go for ice cream. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's really made e- losing um, easier, but you know, it's, it's, it's you still want to win, but you see the bigger picture of life, the experiences. This is her fourth Derby in seven years, uh, my sixth in fifty, uh, but it's pretty special. So you're gonna ask me about Forte.
0: Yeah, I was just asking when he. Do you do you get the sense that Forte senses um, a difference in any type of competition? How what how does the horse react? And and is there anything special that you do to communicate before a race this big?
2: You know, the, the, I've had a lot of. Sp- Horses in my life, and a lot of good ones, and some just love to run, and some love to compete, and some just are better than the other horses, and and some actually have, they have personalities where they care more. The one thing about Forte, he's won six out of seven races. He knows, you know, when he's in the paddock, he's prancing like Zenyatta. He knows he's there. He's bowing his neck. Um, he 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 comes out like a show horse. He goes on the track. He gets excited. He knows when he gets into the gate, it's showtime. And honestly, the Florida Derby, to me, he was fifth at the top of the stretch. And I remember at the quarter pole saying, I hope he hits the board. You know, I hope he gets third. And there was just a moment, and I've seen Zenyatta do it, where where she was 18 for 18 at one time, and you never thought she was going to get to the wire until she got there every single time. And... That last eighth of a mile, 16th of a mile where she was definitely going to be third and I blinked and she was first by one. He was first by one. And you just don't like, you just, my reaction was disbelief meets, meets relief. Like, like, I couldn't even cheer because I couldn't believe it happened. And this is a horse that knows where that finish line is. This is a horse that knows when it's race day. And he kind of gives you that confidence when you see him in the past. When he's in the paddock and he's performing and he's dancing before the big game, how can I be nervous? You know, I mean, he's as calm as anyone. So he kind of calms me down. So very, very special horse and uh, so blessed, you know. I mean, it's, uh, he's a forte means strong in Italian. He's strong-minded, he knows what he's doing, and he loves to win. So this is my first
0: time as a um, as a horse, as an owner, or part of an ownership group, because I have a small stake in Jace's Road. That's, and that's- it just, it just happened. I wasn't expecting that he was going to make the derby field. What, what advice could you give me in terms of, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because we'll be there together, right? And not knowing how it's going to play out. Well, it,
2: it, you know, it's going to be really funny because I'm not rooting for you and you're not rooting for me. So. And, I mean, I root for
0: your story. It's a great story. How can you not root for a
2: favorite? But, um, but you're right. And, 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 and listen, you own that horse at West Point. Yeah. And I'm very friendly with West Point. Terry Finley. Um, who I respect a, a ton in this game does a great job. We've partnered in a couple of horses, West Point and Ripoli Stable, not this one unfortunately. And Jason Blue is a great friend of mine, um, and he works for he works for that. So I know you know he was rooting for him to get in, and you got a scratch the other day, and you got in, and and I think it's awesome. He's you know so very very happy, and you know listen for first time. For, first of all, I love syndicates, and I think there should be a lot more. Um, because they're the best at educating people on the ownership side and sharing this experience with people. So it makes me happy that, you know, for, you know, a one, whatever share you get to be there and have a horse in the Derby. That's number one. Number two, honestly, it's, it's what I say to everyone. Just enjoy the moment, man. Just enjoy the moment. Um, for an owner like you and even an owner like me, it doesn't matter whether you own one horse or 400 being there is the real win. You know, like that's the win. You know, there's gonna be 160,000 people. I hope you're gonna do the derby walk. Mm-hmm. If you can Yes, that. yes. Doing that derby walk, the first time I did it, you know, I got real emotional. I was at the front and I had like 25 people behind me. I said, all right, kid from Queens cannot cry here. I'm just not gonna cry. So <laughs> I tried my best to hold it back. I got my New York City cop brother, my friends that I've known since childhood, and you t- and my niece and my nieces and nephews and I turn around and 20 out of 25 people have tears out their eyes you know and I'm like like this is special and you know if you can just freeze that moment and just freeze that day um the race at the end of it really is just the small piece um it's everything but the race you know uh, go in like we're not you know listen I have a 5% chance of winning the race because there's 20 horses and you have a 5% chance. You know, we have have the same odds in my opinion, okay? Last year, the horse with the highest odds won. So nobody really knows. And at the end of the day, you know, the horses are winners, the owners are winners, the jockeys are winners, the trainers are winners, and 165,000 people and 15 million people at home watching this. You know, it's just a special day that people just root. And, you know, I wish this country had a lot more days like that, but this is a day where everybody roots for each other. And it's just a beautiful day. Um, and when they sing, you said you're a crier? Yeah. I, I can't wait for the camera goes on you or all my, uh, my, uh, my Kentucky home goes on, because I know tears are going down your face. So, special. It's special. And uh, life is good. Life is great. Uh, just enjoy the moment, because it doesn't really get any bigger than this, to be honest with you, in sports.
0: Well said. Uh, My last question, because I love to ask everyone that I talk to this, what would you say has been the toughest thing in horse racing or in business, because we know how accomplished you are there, that you have overcome that you are proud of, that has shaped you?
2: You know, I, I, I would just say it's not one thing. Not being afraid of failure and failing. I always say, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Like, like I get in a discomfort zone if I'm winning too much. So I, that means I'm not pushing myself. I'm not challenging myself. So fail, fail forward, fail often. If you're really smart and you hire great people around you, you're going to get it right more than you get it wrong. So every time you fail, you're probably going to get it right two more times. So just keep doing it and have belief in yourself. But we live in an age where people rather go zero for zero than one for 10. Um, I'm, I'm all about one for 10, one for 10 a win. All for O is no try. So honestly, the ability to take chances, take risk, work really hard. You know, there's no do-overs in life, Lindsay. I mean, you live once, you know, I don't have any regrets. I, 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 I've lost, I've made some bad business decisions and some great ones. But I, every time I've got it right, I learned a small lesson. Every time I failed or got it wrong, I learned a huge lesson. And it helped me three years from now, five years from now, and ten years from now. So I get inspired and motivated by failure. You know, I hate it. I, no one hates losing more than me. But I take the lesson and I use it in the future somewhere. And, uh, and be a constant learner. And just, you know, I was good friends with Kobe Bryant. And he talked about being better. You know, tomorrow I want to be better than I am today. Next week I want to be better than I was last week. And, you know, and you know, we asked Tom Brady about Super Bowl rings, what's your favorite one? The next one, the next one. Yeah. And and that's that's what this is about, you know.
0: I loved talking to Mike Rapoli, who owns Forte, who is the favorite in the Kentucky Derby, but I'm also really excited about the ownership group I'm a part of. And Joy Taylor and Ian Rappaport are two people that are doing the Stake to Stardom with me Ian agreed to catch up because he's the one out of the three of us that have been to the Derby before. He's also one of the busiest people I really know because he is um, all things NFL, but I was really pumped to talk about horses. All right. So Ian, Ian Rappaport, I think most people know you as um, obviously the NFL insider, a guy who's always grinding, who's always working. But what I love learning about you is that you love a good theme party and (laughs) that you you love horse racing, specifically the Derby. How did that start for you? Uh,
3: we do love theme parties. Uh, if you uh, if you follow on Instagram, you'll occasionally see some sort of dress-up party with me and my, me and my wife. Uh, it's something we do where we live. Uh, I am all in, <laughs> and whatever costume I'm presented with, I will happily wear. Um, Have you always
0: been that way, by the way? Uh,
3: there's never really been a need to dress up as much as there is now. Um, but I'm kind of whatever I do, I'm generally all in um and i would also say like whatever my wife tells me i will generally listen so okay. <laughs> that, that seems to be a good match um most recently there was a hoedown we dressed uh i got some some sweet stuff from a nashville-based store cowboy okay. had food so yeah we, we we do it up pretty good um as far as the derby you know it was interesting we we planned for a bucket list trip for our 10th anniversary, and. You know, there's only a few big sporting events that I've never been to. Never been to the College World Series, never been in the Masters, never been at the Kentucky Derby. So we went for our 10th anniversary. We we did it up right. This awesome guy, Joey Wagner, who's like a mayor of Louisville, essentially, hooked us up and kind of made sure that we we did all the right things, you know? Okay. Um, Like, really got
0: a taste of it.
3: Yeah, you know, we did um, distillery tours and parties and... Red carpet and, like, the whole thing it was awesome. Dressed up, you know, got a new suit for it. It was, all, it was awesome. And it was so good. And the racing was so amazing. The horses were beautiful. And just the atmosphere was so cool. On our flight back, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, so every year? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, COVID kind of intervened a little bit. And there was one time where the draft and the Kentucky Derby were on the same weekend due to, like, a calendar quirk. Yeah, we've been there every other year. Um, We are back this year and cannot wait.
0: How uh, are there similarities that you see with the football world and the horse racing world?
3: I mean, there's a lot of crossover because, like, I Uh end up talking horse racing with NFL people all the time. You know, I ran into Bill Belichick at the combine, and you know, it's I would say not often to get private time with Bill Belichick. Yeah, and um, you know, I had a lot of football questions, but we ended up talking about horse racing. Um, and he love you know, he loves racing just like I do. Um, and he loves great athletes, you know, to watch just like I do. So that was, I mean, there's a lot of NFL crossover, um, which has been, which has been really cool to see. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of what makes a great racehorse kind of makes a great football player, you know, bloodlines and you get the right training and you get the right trainer. Yeah. And, you know, horses get treated very well and the better they get treated, seems the better they are and perform and, and just exist. I would say same thing for football players. You know, the time of like screaming in players' faces, um, you know, whacking them on a the helmet are, are basically over. People realize that doesn't help. Same with horses. Um, you know, there's a lot of similarities um, and I like all of it.
0: I love that new shoes help them perform better, right? <laughs> I mean, no, there are so many things. That's really cool. So do you find at the Derby that your worlds intersect? Like, do you end up running into a lot of football players and people from the industry?
3: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, now there used to be more football players, but the F1 race in Miami is now the same weekend. Yes. Um, so that <laughs> has probably pulled some away, which is totally fine. I love F1, but they can mm-hmm. have it I will stick to the Derby. But, you know, I I always run into, you know, run into coaches or run into players or former players. Um, You know, it's there's going to be a big group of of football players. And it's, you know, I don't I don't mind it. I'm not looking for it um, because it's not like I'm trying to go talk about football either, honestly. Right. Um, But if you know, when you share the same love for something, uh, it's always nice to run into people who, you know, who have that with you.
0: So for you the like what's the part that lights you up most about the horse racing experience and specifically the derby?
3: Um you know, I would say the the moment when a horse takes control of a race is exceptionally cool. Like I love racing. You know, I I watch track, I watch you know F1, uh not as much NASCAR, but I watch F1. Um I watch in the Olympics, like, I love to watch racing. It's so fascinating and, like, you know, the different psychological angles and um, why one won and one didn't or why this person had the lead and then you sort of can see them crack a little bit. Like There's a lot of racing that I like, and you get to watch it all the time. So, like, I love watching a horse just take control of a race and you're like, all right, well, this, you know, he's now going to take it upon himself to win. I enjoy that. Um, I like the the – You know couple 15 seconds or so right before race when it's so anxious and it's tense and you just don't know how it's gonna go um you know like i was watching uh jace's road in the louisiana derby and a couple horses he was one of them you know kind of got out of their kind of bucked out of their gate and the doors open and i'm like is that good is that bad i don't know he was so feisty and like you know How is this going to go? And then it went so well. And, you know, it was, you know, I like the kind of unknown of right before races.
0: So Mike Rapoli was talking about just, you know, how that moment leading up to it and what that feels like and doing the walkover. So now I'm so excited that we're going to be experiencing this together as an owner for the first time. And having had that experience before, what do you think that's going to be like? I
3: mean, it's. It's all been pretty surreal so far, honestly. Like, I can't say I expected this. You know, I got a text from Terry Finley right after Louisiana Derby, and he basically was like, we're going to be in. And I had to read it. I'm like, in what?
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, That's how too.
3: What are we talking about? Um, and I just, I didn't know. And he was so sure. And, of course, he was right. Um, it's all just crazy. Um, you know, I get... I, I try not to get nervous for work, but sports things I will get nervous for, watching my Mets or watching my boys. Um, I'm sure I'll be nervous. I'm sure I'll be a wreck. I'm just going to try to enjoy it because, like, you know, is he going to win? I don't know. But he's got a shot. There's only 20 of them, so he's got a shot.
0: All you need to have is a shot, right? right. Like I, I know I've been thinking about different sports analogies. Number 12, you know, maybe someone say not ideal, but not shabby, not awful, solid, I think, Fine. Right. You think yeah, so? I mean,
3: seven to 10 is ideal. 12 is fine.
0: Yeah, we'll take it. Um, that's going to be so much fun. All right. So you're going to be there and your wife's coming with you. Yes.
3: Oh yeah. She'll okay. be there. Her outfits are all ready.
0: I can't wait. How many does she have? I need to make sure.
3: Um, I mean, she has one for Derby one for Oaks and I think a backup for each, but well, that's <laughs> sort of not my territory. Whatever she wants to however many suitcases, however many hat boxes, I'm, I love it. I'm merely along for the ride.
0: You know what's funny is you're in one of the most competitive not even sport like not even jobs but like really the most competitive position I think in a job just because of how your your world revolves around breaking news, right? And breaking sports news. I mean literally. So this as I was thinking about it, I'm like, wow, this must be like something there's something to that that also really speaks to you about this, about the competition, about the the adrenaline, right? Is
3: that Yeah, I mean I would I would say that you know, part of my job, a lot of my job is you want to win. Um, you want to yeah. tell people something they don't know, and you want to be accurate, and you want to be first. And, you know, to get a big win is a very, very cool thing. Um, you know, I it's, I mean, I, and I love it, and I am very competitive. Um, and the things I care about, I care about a lot. Um, and that, you know, that kind of, that's in my private life, and that's in my professional life
0: that's awesome. All right. Before I let you go, uh, what have you thought about what it would be like if I don't want to jinx it, but just if I've thought about it, I've
3: thought about it, (laughs) Uh, you know, it it gets me nervous, honestly. Right. It makes my hands sweat. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I'm sure it'll be a mess. High five and everyone going crazy. Um, I I don't know. Um, it definitely makes me nervous, and I don't believe it. Like, I don't know that it's going to happen, and I don't want to think about it. But it might. I mean, I, I was there last year, and watching Rich Strike do what he did, just the unbelievable speed. You know, now my guess is Jace's road probably runs from the front, so it'll be a little different, whereas, like, Rich Strike was hanging in the back and everyone just kind of ran out of gas. Um, but he's got a shot. So we will see.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait to hang with you. Chairman Julep, um, yes. any, any NFL news you're working on that you want to share?
3: Uh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I'm off for the rest of the week. Um, I, you okay. know, if something comes up, I will, I will happily report it. But um, it's been a long season and just a couple of days, you know.
0: All right. All right, my friend. I'm so excited to see you in Louisville. Thank you so much.
3: Excited to see you. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Bye, Ian. I love hearing the, like the backstory of how people got into it, but the rituals, the everything, like how you spend the night before, all that stuff. What, like fashion. I'm so excited, Jenny, to have you here to talk about fashion because like, what is it that's super important about the Derby? And I don't mean just like the stuff that I'm going to wear. I mean,
1: it's the hats, right? It's the fashion, yes. it's the florals
0: for men, the bow
1: ties, right?
0: I've but, heard neon is really big this year too.
1: Neons, yeah, florals um you know the hat started like you know obviously 1800s right you know when they started the really big they would do like feathers and ribbons and do you know that women would they would they would wear stuffed birds
0: no yes like real birds <laughs> like real ones how do you know that
1: Stuffed birds because i know stuffed birds and like they didn't have the access to like Joanne fabrics you know what i mean they couldn't like run to michael's
0: <laughs> it's like a taxidermy on your head.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, it was incredible. Just the, the way that it sort of evolved through the years. Um, so, okay. The hats and... Yeah, and then you have the silks, right? With The um, jockey silks? The jockeys, right. So you know that the different silks represent ownership, right? So that's like... Right. right. So that... It's, it's almost like... I mean, that predates to... Basically, half more, of a banana right? thing. Yes. Oh, this
0: is so fancy. And yeah, you know. Oh my God. Okay, wait, so keep going. So the silks, but don't, isn't it something like the jockeys are given the silks? They're given from the, the silks
1: by, their, oh, by the owner, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. owner. And um, sometimes you'll even, I think there's like 22,000 silks that are owned currently registered. So the, the wow. silks are registered by their owner. Sometimes you'll see two of the same silks in a race, and that means that, you know, those horses are owned by the same, they have the same owner.
0: Okay. Right, exactly. Right,
1: and so um, you know, it's it's, it's uh, they're all the same size, right? Because you know that jockeys have a certain weight and a certain height yep. that they have to hit,
0: which is very hard. It's right. rigorous trying to stay underweight. That's something that also can be kind of controversial. But the bottom line right. is that they've got to maintain a certain weight. To your point, yeah.
1: And the horses have a certain weight that they have to hit to carry.
0: And my horse, Jace's Road, is 1,130 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I love reading that. It's like, what? It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so they'll weigh in, and that's everything, like saddle, jockey, all of it.
0: So it's like you're not taking your clothes off to cheat the scale. No.
1: They hit a certain weight. If they don't hit a certain weight, they'll add. They'll add on. Got Um, it. And so yeah so it's not just it's not just about what you're wearing or what you know yeah Craig's wearing it's also about what the jockeys wearing like it, you know it's so all encompassing right and like um, it's just everybody's dress but the hats are really
0: so I went shopping for a hat, right? So I, when I was at the Breeders' Cup, I met this woman, Christine Moore. She is the official hat maker of of America's Best Racing, the group that I'm working for at the Derby. And she has a studio in New York. So she has pop-ups at all the races, but her true studio since 1994 has been in New York City. So I went into the city last week and I went into her shop and I had, we made an appointment, went and she, you walk in and it's like Alice in Wonderland, all these beautiful, beautiful hats. She was costume designer for Cats. Yes, she was on Broadway. Yes. How did you know this? I don't know. Because that's what you do. Seriously? <laughs> but it was so cool, I know. And she, but so we went in there and she was, like crazy. well, yeah, first of all, um, they forgot I was coming. I went with my friend Sarah. They were super sweet, but they were legit working their tails off in the back room. Like we went in there, she so crazy busy. had no time yeah. to talk but was so kind. She kept, you know, she was wonderful, but she was literally folding the edges over a hat. She had like a team of 5 people. Yeah. It was so awesome to see. But I want to show you my hat because yeah. also what she said is that the preferred way to do it is you get the dress and then you get the hat.
1: You didn't. Do that.
0: I, no, I didn't do that because I no, no. You don't
1: have an outfit. You got your hat. First. I got my hat.
0: So I need you to help me get my outfit. Yeah. I'm gonna bring my hat over here. Can you help me if I show you what my hat is? Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm kind of nervous because I haven't showed anyone. No one has seen this. Okay. Here we go. Did she tell you about a Barbie derby
1: hat?
0: No. What's the Barbie derby hat? got a Barbie
1: derby hat? Oh.
0: Like it looks like Barbie. Oh my gosh. Look at this box. <laughs> what was it like for Barbies to wear, or yeah, for you mean? It was, a, it was on a Barbie doll, uh, doll uh, or it looked like Barbies, like, or it was Barbies. It was like Barbies. Okay. Style. Are you ready? Yes. So it was, by the way, it was so fun walking through the city with this hat box. Did you wear it walking through the city? No, it's taboo. It's like, you can't, it's like a wedding dress. All right. If you don't like it, don't tell me because it's too late. (laughs) This is it. Oh. Oh Oh my God. Do you like it? Of
1: course I like it. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Everything about this hat is supposed to encompass like happiness and fun and luck. And love. love. And like, yes. Okay. Like oh my god, I love you. And they're supposed to just bring you love and happiness. You can't wear it like you know, yeah. you gotta have a little
0: You basically are gonna have to come with me. Yeah. Um okay, like, so I love it. Really? Yes. Thanks. Because I was are rules. What?
1: You cannot wear like a blue dress or a black dress.
0: Because why?
1: Because that's boring and lame.
0: Okay, so Jenny, for context here, it dressed me for my SRX series um, that I did for racing on CBS. And you've done, like, a lot of my Olympic stuff. Like, your style, I love your style so much because you're all, like, neon and things I don't expect that I'm like, really? And then it's something I love. So would you, like... Can you help me yeah, find
1: we're, it? Yeah, but we're not going to match. We're going to have fun. Okay. And wear color.
0: It doesn't have to be a dress, too. They said it could be a suit, but I do know that because I'm part of the group, we'll be able to walk with the horse before the start of the race right. a little bit, and so mud is an issue, because right. I do have a neon green suit, but mud would be a potential, unless I could
1: pin it. I've seen that suit. Okay, don't do it. No. Nope. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, it's going to be something. I know. I'm so, glad. Um, I'm so glad you're here. I love you so much. Um, I love you. Okay. So you, you, you should really come with me, but also we have a lot of adventures ahead. This is going to be fun. I know. It's going to be awesome. What else? What's what, what's on your plate? What are you doing?
2: What, what's going on with so you? Can you tell yes. the
0: people where they can find you? Well, you can find me shopping for a derby outfit. And? <laughs> I
1: don't know. These days you can find me at my house. <laughs> All right,
0: at your house or mine. Also, you have to try my egg chair. I love you.
1: Oh my gosh, your egg chair! I can sit in.